You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're proud to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Did you know it's illegal and environmentally harmful to waste medications into napkins, sinks, and toilets? RX Destroyer is transforming the drug disposal space by bringing your facility and patients a simple and cost-effective method of safely disposing of unused medications. If you would like more information on medication waste compliance, learn how RX Destroyer can keep you DEA compliant by checking out www.rxdestroyer.com forward slash pharmacy podcast network. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast. Things have been turning, changing, transforming in the pharmacy industry. We are here for you and with you. Have been since March of 2009 when we started the Pharmacy Podcast. And since then, I'm so proud of this network. I'm proud of the associations that have become involved, the California Pharmacists Association, the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies, the senior care pharmacist experts through Chad Wurz and Christine Polite uh, down in Washington, D.C. with the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, and a guy who has just been one of the biggest advocates of gathering pharmacists together, as well as becoming a podcast Jedi master madman, Mr. Ken Sternfeld, how are you doing? It's been a while since we talked, since the stat pharmacy episode that we did that kind of launched the hub stat. But what are you doing today? What am I doing? I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, which I love to do. And again, I got to give a back at you about the associations that you bring to up the people who connect with you. You know, for me personally and professionally, having the opportunity to be with the Pharmacy Podcast Network and to talk to the nation of listeners who are thought leaders has really personally and professionally advanced my career and me personally more than anything that I've done. And I'm an old guy, going to turn 65, got that Medicare card coming. So it's been a while since we spoke. We should talk more often because I love talking to you and I love talking to the people who listen to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. When I have veterans in the industry who understand where we've come from, and really understand how we're going to get through this transformation, making a lot of pharmacists very nervous, including those who have lost their positions with organizations like Walmart, organizations like Walgreens. It's just part of the churn. It's not like there's some evil corporation out there trying to destroy pharmacy. That is not what's happening. What's happening is pharmacy is changing. We're going through a metamorphosis. When you go through changes like that, when the earth was changing from multi-billions of years ago and there were volcanoes and eruptions and plate tectonics and, I mean, that was violent. Well, I think we're going through something very similar within the healthcare industry. Pharmacy is no different and we're changing. So there's things happening that are disrupting people's careers. I want to tell you, we feel for you. We are open to uh, being um sounding boards, as well as idea and strategists. I love strategizing with pharmacists. But Ken, you are in the trenches right now in all of this with the layoffs, with the store closings, all of the news that's happening. I want you to tell our listeners about this 
FarmD resident program, the WellTrack One FarmD resident program, where you're putting a pharmacist right in the physician office. The original five years ago when you launched RxVIP Care Concierge, Concierge Pharmacist. Tell our listeners what that's all about. Well, you know, you talk about so many of the things going on in our industry. And honestly, uh, they're so important to listen to and to get involved with. But for me, and this is just one pharmacist talking, for me, I needed to demystify it. I need to get, you know, I'm a keep it simple, stupid kind of guy. I know what I want. And then I just kind of find a way to get there. What I wanted was to enhance my my, my role as a healthcare provider in the, in, the, in the healthcare industry. I wanted to be more patient-centric. I, I looked at all that was going on, and everything you touch on, Todd, is happening. But it is a transformation. But I didn't want to wait until that transformation hit me in the head like a sledgehammer. I wanted to be part of a movement, first for me, and then for others who would follow this pathway on their own initiatives to go across the street in healthcare and practice in a physician's office. You know, we can talk and we will talk because I'm hoping to develop a series of webinars with you to dive deep into every aspect of being a concierge pharmacist and what that entails. But to keep it very simple, the PharmD resident program allows any pharmacist to work one two or three days a week in a physician's office to collaborate with a provider. We could talk all day about the fact that we're not recognized as providers, but for the last four and a half years, Todd, I've been recognized, I've been compensated, and I felt and are a provider of value-based services. And it's only because of where I do the consultation. Didn't make me a better pharmacist, a more clinical pharmacist, a more consultative pharmacist. It made me a pharmacist who could do what he went to school for and what he loves, which is taking care of patients. And I just had to move from outside the pharmacy into the physician's practice. That is the basis of the PharmD resident program. So let me let me tell you something from my perception as I look to what's happening. I look at what's happening with the community retail pharmacist and lots of pharmacists out there who are pretty concerned. Uh, 269,000 active pharmacists in the United States right now. And I listened to your podcast that you did where you talked about being a weekend warrior because we were coming up on the weekend and how passionate you were to get in touch with patients who didn't expect to get the kind of attention that they were getting from you. And then all those years of services and the press on the numbers, which uh, you taught your, your, the people and the, the residents that came under you when you were working uh, for the big chain uh, to focus on the patient, focus on the patient. And when they came back to really focus on the numbers, the numbers were there. Uh, we just post something about that. But what I learned from you, Ken, was by placing the, the patient first, you covered all basis of what it was to be a pharmacist, even in a fast-moving corporate environment. That doesn't mean you don't have pressures in a, in a fast-moving corporate environment. But what that does mean is you never took your eyes off the ball. 
and the ball was the patient. And now, today, imagine, Ken, if back in, how, I can't remember how many years it was where you were laid off from that big retail giant. I got to stop, stop you right there. I was not laid off. Because of the concierge approach to healthcare, I was able to walk out of that large chain who wanted to lay me off. But I walked out with my head held high on my own terms, the way that it should have been done. And it was done. And it was because I had made the transition to make that, to, to prepare for that scenario. So I walked out and went across the street to a, to a, pharm, to a physician's office who I first, I had been working there on Pharmacy Fridays, then it became Pharmacy Thursdays and Pharmacy Tuesdays and Pharmacy Mondays. He happened to be off Wednesday, Otherwise, I would be working pharmacy Wednesdays. So it's not, it's not about layoffs. It's about determining where a pharmacist wants to be in his or her career. You know, people get laid off from jobs. I mean, it's a job. But what do they want to do with their career? What I wanted to do was work for the patient. And you know what? You can tell me stores are closing, 200 Walmart, 200 Walgreens. We're opening stores in physician offices. God willing that when we talk this time next year, we'll have a chain of 200 virtual pharmacies with hundreds and hundreds of PharmDs and pharmacists working in those facilities. There are tons of patients, tons of physicians who see the value of deploying a pharmacist in their practice. We have more knowledge. We have skills. We can work directly to attack the out-of-control pharmaceutical costs in healthcare systems. We're a trusted partner to that provider, but more so than just calling them to get for a prior authorization. We are an excellent collaborator. We're very well educated, and we're eager to work at the top of our profession. We're reliable and dependable, and we can be a partner who's eager to increase their income. Todd, imagine you walked in to a physician's office and can deliver better patient outcomes and bring reimbursement to them, who's going to say no? Who's going to say no to that? That's what the PharmD resident program, powered by WellTrack One. Todd, without the technology, and you know this, without the technology, there's no scalability. But WellTrack One has been delivering annual wellness visits, medication reconciliation, advanced care planning, fall risk assessments, cognitive impairment screenings, pain assessments, PGX, CGS tests and other screens that are medically necessary to Medicare patients all over the country. When they approached us and said, Ken, you're engaging with pharmacists and students of pharmacy to integrate them and incubate them to become care providers or working physicians, Ken, we want you. That's the strategic partnership. And we are bolted at the hip with WellTrack One, a leader to literally develop a new standard of patient engagement just for pharmacists in the Pharmacy Podcast Network, because that's where we're talking. So if someone's listening to this, they're in that question bucket, per se, of their own careers. Maybe they're not laid off. Maybe they're just like you were thinking. They'd like to be a little bit more in control and proactive in their career. You can't jump from base one to base 10 overnight. So Describe to us that transition 
of someone that might do this part-time or someone who might do this um, uh, even full-time. I mean, it's not impossible. It's very possible. But give us an idea of how of how that transition happens. Well, I'll do it backwards. A full-time PharmD resident who's working four to five days a week would make significantly more money than they would make in any retail pharmacy environment today. That's number one. But the way to start is take one day a week off from retail. I was working 46 hours a week at CVS, and I was off on Fridays. I took one day a week off. And instead of staying home and saying, oh, my God, Saturday's going to be a horrible shift, and Thursday was a miserable shift, I made a difference. And I went to, and I practiced as a concierge pharmacist, then I went to my doctor. The first step is a consultation with your doctor. You are ill if you're a pharmacist. You have chronic retail acute syndrome. You have craps. You're, 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 you're dealing with a, with a problem, all right? It's not going away. I went to my doctor. My head hurt, my feet hurt, my back hurt, my heart hurt. And I said, I want to be what you do. I want to help patients. And that's how Pharmacy Friday got started. So start with Pharmacy Any Day. And we'll give you the tool. We'll give you the training. We'll give you the marketing. I don't need salespeople. Todd, if there are any salespeople listening on the call, don't call us. We want advanced clinical pharmacists who want to help patients. And we'll do everything. Just tell us who that doctor is that you want to work with because he or she's in your neighborhood. You don't have to travel an hour and a half in a snowstorm to get uh, to a store that uh, the company schedules you to be that. You make your own hours. You're there to serve the patient. You see six to seven patients a day, three in the morning, three in the afternoon. You schedule one more for uh, uh, in case someone doesn't come in. And you'll make more that day than you made by flipping 300 burgers at a CVS pharmacy. I guarantee it. I'm excited to be part of this because I see it happening. Um, when we started talking two years ago, I really thought, wow, this is creative. Is this going to work? How many times on Saturday mornings when we had our conversations that I keep asking you the same questions over and over again because I truly didn't, I didn't get it 100%. And you don't have to necessarily get it. You just have to have faith in yourself as someone who can help this change, but then realize there is something in it for you. There's a, there's a way to actually make money. There's a way to make a living. There's a way to continue to help patients. You don't have to give up your passion. And if there's creativity coming out of a non-traditional pharmacist role, you can incorporate that into this model. It's not always our way or the highway. We're looking for creativity. We're looking for those pharmacists who are innovative. There's a there's pharmacists out there who are absolutely love social media. There's pharmacists out there who love technology. There's pharmacists out there who love research. There, this, I see it transforming, and I see us, the, the pharmacists who are ready to jump in and stop sitting on the sidelines, stop always complaining, stop being uh, uh, negative Nellies, and jump in. We can change this. But I think it's gonna, it has to be... Uh, it has to be an effort from everyone. And that's why the Pharmacy Podcast Network, that's the most important part of that entire phrase, Pharmacy Podcast Network. The network will help you because you are part of the network 
And, and Ken, you've been a huge part of the network's transformation. Thank you. And I love doing it, Todd. And, and we want pharmacists who love patients. That's what we want. All the other aspects that you talked about are important. But the most important thing about the Fondy Resident Program is you're working for the patient. You're working for the patient. I want people who have care, compassion, and empathy, and they're dispensing their cognitive services to help the patient. They're doing it because they care. In healthcare, the word care is not a four-letter word. It's something that you need to care about the patients. And Todd, those Saturday morning conversations are the reason we are talking now about the Fondy resident program, because you kept me focused. You kept me visionary. You kept all the crazy ideas that I had laser focused to deliver it to the listeners. And the only reason why it took so long is because you're not a pharmacist. And again, <laughs> no, we, the, the profession loves you. You talk the talk. You're a friend of the profession. But unless you have felt the burn of a 10 or a 12-hour shift or felt the ire of a corporate supervisor or was threatened or were, were yelled at or was screamed at or were treated with disrespect when, you, when all you had was the desire to put your license on the wall so that store could open the, the door and they treated you like crap, you've never felt that, thankfully, Todd. But the people who have felt it, there's a real alternative. One day a week, then you'll do it two days a week, and then you'll do it three days a week, okay? If, yeah. you want to, if you're entrepreneurial, I have 15 practices that I am the pharmacy manager of. You can't be a pharmacy manager of 15 practices dispensing the drug. You don't even need a license in the state. As long as you're a PharmD, or registered pharmacist, you can practice at the height of your diploma. Yes, get your license. I tell every student who's saying to me, oh, the test, the test, I put in six years, get that license. Use that license, but also use your diploma. Don't let the business of pharmacy take away your heart. They, they almost took away my heart, Todd, and I wouldn't let it happen. We're not going to let it happen. So thank you, Ken, for today's episode. If you're listening, please share the show with other pharmacists that you know that are worried about their own careers and or pharmacists who are rock solid in their careers but would be interested in doing more with patients. This is about everybody. Anybody that is a pharmacist who's passionate about healthcare and patients, this can be something that you can be part of. And together, we can change it and we will change it. Todd, a call to action is important. Again, you mentioned social media. People send me uh, 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 messages on LinkedIn and linked out and, and this and that. I, I know what my strengths are. Pick up a phone and call me. And if you can't remember my number, one eight four four my rxvip I'll be your pharmacist to help you with your career. one eight four four my rxvip if you can't get the letters, it's 697-9847, 697-9847. And if you want to do email, 
My name is Ken, and it's at rxvipcares.com, because I do. I care about our patients, I care about our profession, and as much about the next generation of PharmD providers who are graduating from colleges and universities and don't even have a job and are ready to jump off a cliff to just have to work in the horrific environments that, that their choices are. Anyway, Todd, thank you, as always, for giving me a platform to share. And thank you. And thank you, listener, um, for, for helping us grow like we have. Without you listening, uh, Ken and I would just be talking to ourselves and to each other. Since March 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been developing content monthly, weekly, and daily for the business of pharmacy. With more than 25 different podcast channels, more than 1 million downloads, and 30-plus participating pharmacists, the Pharmacy Podcast Network is the global leader in podcasting for the pharmacy professional. Find all of our podcast channels by going to pharmacypodcast.com forward slash shows. 